Welcome to the Daily Bite. I'm your host, Pastor Steve Andrews. Today's psalm is Psalm 18. To the choir master, a psalm of David, the servant of Yahweh, who addressed the words of this song to Yahweh on the day when Yahweh delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. He said, I love you, O Yahweh, my strength. Yahweh is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon Yahweh, who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. The cords of death encompassed me, the torrents of destruction assailed me, the cords of Sheol entangled me, the snares of death confronted me. In my distress I called upon Yahweh. To my God I cried for help from his temple he heard my voice, and my cry to him reached his ears. Then the earth reeled and rocked, the foundations also of the mountains trembled and quaked, because he was angry. Smoke went up from his nostrils, and devouring fire from his mouth, glowing coals flamed forth from him. He bowed the heavens and came down, thick darkness was under his feet. He rode on a cherub and flew, he came swiftly on the wings of the wind, He made darkness his covering, his canopy around him, thick clouds dark with water. Out of the brightness before him hailstones and coals of fire broke through his clouds. Yahweh also thundered in the heavens, and the Most High uttered his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. And he sent out his arrows and scattered them. He flashed forth lightnings and routed them. Then the channels of the sea were seen, and the foundations of the world were laid bare at your rebuke, O Yahweh, at the blast of the breath of your nostrils. He sent from on high, he took me, he drew me out of many waters, he rescued me from my strong enemy and from those who hated me, for they were too mighty for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but Yahweh was my support. He brought me out into a broad place, he rescued me because he delighted in me. Yahweh dealt with me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands, he rewarded me. For I have kept the ways of Yahweh and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his rules were before me and his statutes I did not put away from me. I was blameless before him and I kept myself from my guilt. So Yahweh has rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. With the merciful you show yourself merciful. With the blameless man, you show yourself blameless. With the purified, you show yourself pure. And with the crooked, you make yourself seem tortuous. For you save a humble people, but the haughty eyes you bring down. For it is you who light my lamp. Yahweh, my God, lightens my darkness. For by you I can run against the troop, and by my God I can leap over a wall. This God, his way is perfect. The word of Yahweh proves true. He is a shield for all those who take refuge in him. For who is God but Yahweh? And who is a rock except our God? The God who equipped me with strength and made my way blameless. He made my feet like the feet of a deer and set me secure on the heights. He trains my hands for war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. 
You have given me the shield of your salvation, and your right hand supported me, and your gentleness made me great. You gave a wide place for my steps under me, and my feet did not slip. I pursued my enemies and overtook them, and did not turn back till they were consumed. I thrust them through so that they were not able to rise. They fell under my feet. For you equipped me with strength for the battle. You made those who rise against me sink under me. You made my enemies turn their backs to me, and those who hated me I destroyed. They cried for help, but there was none to save. They cried to Yahweh, but he did not answer them. I beat them fine as dust before the wind. I cast them out like the mire of the streets. You delivered me from strife with the people. You made me the head of the nations. People whom I had not known served me. As soon as they heard of me, they obeyed me. Foreigners came cringing to me. Foreigners lost heart and came trembling out of their fortresses. Yahweh lives, and blessed be my rock, and exalted be the God of my salvation, the God who gave me vengeance and subdued peoples under me, who rescued me from my enemies. Yes, you exalted me above those who rose against me. You delivered me from the man of violence. For this I will praise you, O Yahweh, among the nations and sing to your name. Great salvation he brings to his king, and shows steadfast love to his anointed, to David and his offspring forever. This is the word of the Lord. This is the longest intro we've seen in the Psalms so far. That whole paragraph, really, that introduces the psalm is a part of the original text, and it addresses this to the choir master, so for the purpose of the singing of the congregation, it's written by David, and specifically written by David rejoicing in the Lord and Yahweh on the day that Yahweh delivered him from the hand of his enemies, specifically even the hand of Saul. So that becomes a question, did David write this and sing it once, or did David sing this numerous times. And the picture here, I believe, would be numerous times that this became David's victory hymn. Against Saul, that would have been multiple times. Perhaps not just even when Saul was chasing him and David got away, but even when Saul then finally died um, and that the Lord handed the kingdom to David. David mourned that day, but perhaps he also rejoiced in what the Lord was doing. The Christian life is is much of that, mourning over sin and death in this world, but at the same time rejoicing in the hope that we have in our Savior Christ. So you have Saul, but you also have his battles against the various others, primarily the Philistines that we usually see in Scripture. So David probably made this a regular song, a, a victory celebration. We can, as we'll see throughout this text, we can sing this one too. And we should. This was part of the Old Testament hymnal. This is good to sing. All right, verse verse 1. Really, that first paragraph just lauds Yahweh. He is our strength, our rock, our fortress, our deliverer, the horn of our salvation, our shield, our stronghold. And that's a lot of phrases that you could spend time unpacking, right? He is our strength. You think of what strength is, how it gives you the ability to serve others. It gives you the ability to to work. But even strength is in the ability to get up out of bed in the morning. It is the Lord who does this for us. It is the Lord who gives us all of our strength. Rock and fortress is very similar to the shield word 
uh, and stronghold word later in verse 2 as well, all of these point to the idea that God protects us. God is our solid foundation. He is the shield by which our enemies cannot harm us. This remains true for us as Christians. Uh, The shield of faith in Ephesians chapter 6 is a reference to our Savior Jesus Christ who protects us from the evils of the devil. Horn of my salvation, the horn, um, perhaps probably here best connected to the the idea of the trumpet blast, the the horn, like a ram's horn that they would, the shofar that they would blow for a victory. It's the Lord who has delivered that to him and delivered him, right? Delivered him from his enemies, delivered him salvation, delivered him a kingdom. So a lot there. Neat words to unpack. And then he calls upon the Lord, that's prayer, and that it is the Lord who is worthy to be praised because he has saved him. The Lord has done this for him, and this is good. Verses 4 and 5 together, they, they talk about basically how he's trapped. Death is up against him. Sheol is a picture of basically the underground of being dead and buried. Um, maybe a question for our families. Do you pray? when you're in trouble. Why? Why do you pray when you're in trouble? What do you believe God will do for you? And maybe, perhaps you can then take it further and say, can you remember a time when you prayed when you were in trouble and God did deliver you? He helped you. Ultimately, all of Psalm 18 is something we can sing about Christ delivering us from sin, death, and the devil. Death pressed upon us. If it weren't for Christ, death would destroy us. Sheol would entangle us and, and pull us down under. But Christ has delivered us. We called out in our sin and our distress, and the Lord heard our pleas. He heard our cries from his dwelling place, his holy temple, which we know to be Jesus himself in paradise. But, I mean, this is an interesting reference for King David because the temple doesn't exist yet. It's built by his son. He has the tabernacle, the dwelling place of God among men. Then verse 7. This paragraph, 7 through 15, read this literally. Like actually envision this paragraph happening and how terrified David's enemies would be. How terrified our enemies would be if this was the way that the Lord came. So much there. But, in addition to that, now picture this in light of Christ and Good Friday. Right? Verse 9, he bowed the heavens and came down. That Jesus took on flesh, became a man among us. Thick darkness was under his feet. Remember Good Friday? Remember as Christ is perishing on the cross, the three hours of darkness that stretched across perhaps the entire world? And then verse 7, you can see in that light as well. The earth reeled and rocked. The foundations of the mountains trembled and quaked, for he was angry. God the Father, angry. Because his son died on the cross at that moment, an earthquake that shattered the world. Rattled the world. Just neat to picture this again in the light of Christ. In which case then, as Christ has defeated the devil and sin and death for us, then verse 14, he sent out his arrows and scattered them. It would be a reference to us carrying the gospel, 
that we are the arrows that the Lord has sent out in every direction, scattering us along the, among the earth, that we might share that good news with others. I think it fits. Again, the, the context here is David singing about his victory. It was the Lord who fought for him, just as Christ has fought for us. So, verse 16 He sent from on high. He took me. He drew me out of the many waters. Water here is a reference to death and despair. The Lord saved him. He rescued me from my enemy. They confronted me in the day of my calamity. So it was already a bad day. And they were seeking to take advantage of it and destroy him on that day. But Yahweh supported him. Yahweh saved him. Yahweh brought him into a broad place. So not trapped. Like when King Saul trapped him in that cave when he came in to use the bathroom. Uh, Not trapped in a a spot, a tight spot, but he's got the field before him. Room to, to live and to run. He rescued me because he delighted in me. And that's true of us. He rescued us because we are the works of his hands and he delights in us. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This is why he came. Verse 20 through 24, the study Bible, the Lutheran study Bible suggests we read this as basically um, David is un, David's enemies are unprovoked. David was innocent in regards to Saul. He had not wronged Saul in any way, but Saul attacked him anyway. He had not wronged the Philistines, but they attacked anyway. He had not wronged Goliath, but Goliath had attacked anyway. That's the picture it paints. But again, I think in Christ we can see this differently. This is verse 32. God equipped me with strength and made my way blameless. That is the truth for us because in Christ, this is a fancy term of theology, we say Christ's imputed righteousness, that he takes his perfection, his righteous full life of keeping God's law, and he makes it yours. I didn't do it. I failed. I have not kept God's law. But when God sees me, he sees his son's perfection in me because Christ lives in me. So I can say verses 20 to 24, but I do them because of Christ. I don't look at myself as blameless by my own account. Otherwise, it's no longer the humility that David mentions shortly after this. All right, uh, verse 25, you are with the merciful, you show mercy. With the blameless, you show yourself blameless. Again, that's similar to verses 20 to 24 here. That really could just have kept going a few more verses. We are only merciful because the Lord has shown us mercy. Again, we are only blameless because Christ was blameless on the cross. We are purified because Christ purified us. But with the crooked, God seems tortuous and will forevermore as they will call out likely against him, I would imagine, as they are forever perishing in hell. God saves the humble, but he brings down the proudful, the haughty. He lights the way for us. He lightens our darkness. That's often a picture of scripture, of sin and death, of a world of darkness, and that Christ is the light of the world. As he said in John chapter 8, Jesus brings light in the midst of darkness. Jesus rescues us from this. 
present dark age. Verse 29, David is essentially saying here that he can defeat any enemy. By you I can run against the troop. So bring an army against me. I can handle it. Not because it's David fighting, but because it's the Lord who fights. Uh, Bring a fortified city against me and I can handle it. I mean, you shouldn't. There's, there's a movie out there called John Carter where he, he goes to Mars and the gravity's different and he can, he can leap significant distances and heights. And it's a kind of a joke at the start of the movie. We shouldn't picture David like that, right? He can't jump over the wall of a, the city of Jerusalem. That's not what this is about. It's about conquering and destroying an enemy city. Because, again, it's the Lord who does it. Their fortification doesn't matter. They can build all the walls that they want. The Lord will conquer. His way is perfect. His word, true. The word of Yahweh proves true. I mean, what a word that is. If God says it, it happens. This was the test for a false prophet. If they say they're speaking for, for Yahweh, just wait and see if what they said comes true. And if, it, if it doesn't, they're not from Yahweh. They did not speak for him. The word of God always happens. And this is the beauty then uh, of a family conversation. What has God said of you? What has God said he will do for you? And his word always comes true. Life, forgiveness, salvation, paradise. Focus on these promises of Christ that you are his, that you are his forevermore. Verse 31, who is God but Yahweh? Who is a rock except our God? This is one where I would encourage you to read Luke chapter 6, the the parable of the, the house built on the rock. Luke 6, verses 46 to 49. Read those four verses together as a family. If your kids are old enough, let them read them to you. And then ask them, is there anything other than God that you can build your life on and live. Everything else leads to death. Jesus is the rock. He is the foundation. If we build our lives upon him, we will live. But if we seek to build them upon ourselves or our fortune or fame or or whatever, family, our house will come crumbling down. We are blameless because he has made us so. We are equipped with strength because he has equipped us. Notice that theme that flows through this whole psalm. Verse 43, for example, you delivered me. You made me the head of nations. It's God who works for us. It's God who fights for us. God made his feet like the feet of a deer, so fast. He made him secure. He trained him to fight. He gave him strong weapon. Verse 35, at your right hand, your right hand supported me. The right hand, remember the creed, that Jesus ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father. Jesus is the right hand of God the Father. His is the salvation that we talk about. It's the the picture of a battle, right? It's the picture of lifting up your sword, drawing your sword to fight, but it is Christ who fights for us. It is Christ who has conquered our enemies for us. You gave a wide place for my steps under me, uh, similar to what we had before, that he made David's way broad. Where was that verse? 
verse 19. Right? He brought me into a broad place. And so we have it again. Verse 37, I pursued my enemies and overtook them. They were not able to rise. They fell under my feet. So David granted the victory. Again, that's what this psalm ends up being about, how God has given him victory even in the midst of his trouble. They fell under my feet. Hopefully we'll draw your attention to 1 Corinthians 15, that the Lord will make all of the Messiah, make all of Jesus' enemies a footstool for his feet. The last enemy to be defeated is death. Verse 39 becomes the key, right? Again, and we've seen the theme. You equipped me with strength for the battle. You made those who rise against me sink under me. David did not slay his enemies. The Lord fought for him. He recognizes this. They cried to help, but there was none to save because they were opposing not only David, they were opposing God. When the enemies of this world oppose the church, They're not just opposing a bunch of people. They're opposing the bride of Christ. They're opposing Jesus. And Jesus will not stand for it, at least not for long. He is patient, and he gives opportunity for repentance. So we pray that for our enemies as well. All right, um, let's wrap up. Verse 46, Yahweh lives, blessed be my rock. That's good to say. He gave vengeance. He subdued peoples. He rescued me. He exalted me. He delivered me. Again, see that pattern. I will praise you, Yahweh, among the nations. So we say and speak the good news of Jesus to all. And this we do, right? He has rescued us from sin, death, and the devil. So we tell everybody that he has rescued them, too, from sin, death, and the devil. The good news of the gospel. He shows his steadfast love to his anointed. Here, that's his prophet, his priest, his king. That's David. But we can see that he shows this steadfast love even to us, that he's always faithful. He keeps his promises forevermore. Indeed, his salvation is great. Amen.